Welcome to our Hakel podcast, episode 20, in the series Classic Take, where we will take a classic fundamental topic of Mashiach and delve into it more deeply. So we are very familiar, or hopefully we are familiar with the many prophecies and predictions about the physical bliss that will take place in the ultimate future, how there will be so many blessings and so on and so forth. And a number of the blessings are associated particularly with things growing from the ground. It will be great abundance of food and other things. And one of the teachings of our sages that are one of the famous, more famous out of them, is the teaching of our sages in Mesach the Shabbos, that in the ultimate future, Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, will give out, will produce Gluskois, which means baked bread, and clay milas. Clay milas means either silk garments or very fine wool garments. And it brings a pasuk that we say in Tilum Kapitalayim Beizi, he fisas bar boaretz. Which uh, means, simply means there will be a lot of bar. Bar is grain, or it could also be a reference to, to bread. So fisas bar could also is interpreted to mean that fisas comes from the word pas, the palm of a hand. It will be grain that will grow, there'll be bread that will grow, they'll be as wide as the fist of the hand. And also, Fisas uh, is connected with the word Ksenas Pasim, a colored garment that we find by Yosef. So it's an illusion that when Mashiach will come, this capital Ayim Bey speaks about the great peace and bliss that will reign in the future era. Uh, in famous, one of the famous verses is, Yifrach B'yam of Tzadik V'rev Shalom Ad Blirech, there'll be peace without a limit which uh, the, one, of, one of the interpretations of the soul capitals that is referring to the days of Mashiach, and it speaks about the great, um, the great blessing of grain that will be in the land, which our sages interpret to mean that there will be ready-made bread growing from the ground. And the Gemara Kintis Gemara is Mesach the Shabbos, Lamed Omed Beis, and the, the Gemara continues, it says that there was a certain, say, a certain student that uh, was laughing at, this teaching, when he heard Ram Gamliel saying this thing, that there will be clothes growing from the ground, there will be food, ready-made bread growing from the ground, he laughed at him, he said, the Pesach says, There's nothing new under the sun. So he said, come let me show you how even today's day and age we have a similar reflection within creation itself. So he showed him mushrooms. What are mushrooms? Mushrooms, they grow overnight. And they're wide. They have. They look a little bit like a loaf of bread. So he was trying to show them that in creation, as it is now, we already have something similar. It may ain somewhat a resemblance of it. So when Mashiach will come, it's not as if that there'll be uh, something completely new introduced into creation. We see that this potential already exists. And regarding the clothes, the fine wool garments or the or the uh, silk garments that will grow from the earth, he showed him how by a palm tree, there's a certain fiber that grows around it. So it's it's uh, it's like a garment. It's obviously not the ready-made garment that people would wear, pluck it off the tree and wear, but there's already like a fiber, like a, a covering that grows around it, which is similar to a garment. So he shows him how these things are already within creation and it's not something completely completely new. So the point over here is, is first of all, he was showing to him how you know, he was laughing at him. He couldn't believe this is true. He showed him that we already see something similar in creation now. And more 
specifically what this reflects is the fact that this world and the days of Mashiach are not two separate entities. Within this world now, the potential for Mashiach already exists. So uh, that's how we showed him that it already exists today. Anyway, now, this question is, what does this mean? So we find there's two general approaches amongst the sages, which reflect two very uh, gener two general approaches in understanding the days of Mashiach. The Rambam, in general, prefers the more rational approach to Mashiach, and therefore he discusses, in the Spirit of he discusses this conversation between Rabbi Gamliel and his student, and he says an interesting thing. He said that Rabbi Gamliel never intended to say, that, on a very literal level, that there will be ready-made food growing from the ground, there will be clothes growing from the ground. What he meant to say is that there will be such a abundance, things will be so easy to get, that people will talk about it, that they will say, oh, it's, you know, people like have an expression, when somebody finds something so easy, so I, like it grew from, grew, grew from the earth, it popped out of the, the ground. So it's an expression which Rabbi Gamliel meant for those people that understood what he was trying to say, as in general the sages said their words in riddles and mishalim, they, they said their words using expressions that people had to think a little bit under, you know, understand what they were trying to say. He meant to say as a mushal, it'll be a, as a parable. It didn't mean his words in the most literal sense of the word. He meant to say there'll be so much there that people will be as if it grew from the ground. Now the student didn't understand his words. The student thought that he, he understood it very literally. So the Rambam explains that Rabbi Gamliel played along with the student. Student, In other words, the student took it in the literal sense of the word, so Rabbi Gamliel didn't want to explain to him, you know, you got my whole things wrong. He said, you understood it in the literal sense, and therefore you're laughing at me? I'll, I'll show you that even according to your understanding, we find something already similar to that in creation. But nevertheless, he himself, Rabbi Gamliel, never intended to, to, to really say that. So this is the Rambam's approach. He explains very clearly that there won't be, there will still be, and he proves, he brings different proofs. He says, we see the Psukim say how there will be agriculture, where people will have to work the land in the future. The famous verse, how the nations of the world, our foreigners will come and they will become our shepherds. So the Pasa continues and says that the, of that people from, you know, outside the, the people that are foreign, outside of the Jewish nation will come and they will be, They'll, be, they'll take care of the land and your vineyards for you. So we clearly see that there's going to be crops growing, people are going to have to work the land. So obviously this doesn't mean in the literal sense that uh, things will grow ready-made from the ground. So that's, in general, that is the Rambam's approach to understanding a number of Mamari Chazal, understanding a number of Psukim, and certain teachings of our sages in a non-literal sense, and therefore he understand that it doesn't mean in the days of Mashiach, obviously the implication is there'll be a lot of abundance, there'll be a lot of physical availability, but not in the, in the very literal sense that ready-made food will grow, will grow from the ground. Now, many other commentaries do learn this literally. This also reflects a very big shift, as we chanced upon it in the past, between the Rambam and other commentaries. The Rambam is a much more rational approach to Mashiach. Other commentaries are very different, particularly the Mukubalim and uh, other commentaries have a very different uh, approach to Mashiach. And uh, we know that the Rebbe explained that even according to the Rambam, on the second phase of the days of Mashiach, there will be miracles. But this particular teaching, the Rambam understands to be referring to the first days of first period of the days of Mashiach, which at that point, according to the Rambam, there will be no change of nature. There doesn't have to be a change of nature. And therefore, the Rambam preferred to interpret this in an allegoric sense. Now, so what does this mean? 
So if we don't, if we accept it very literally, so what does it mean that uh, there will be things growing from the ground? So one of the most common explanations for this is that the world is really inherently not doing something new. It says before, this, this, this is a general approach which explains many of the prophecies of the future. So many of the prophecies of the future, the world is not really changing its nature. The world is reverting to its real nature because before the sin, the world was in a much more was in a worked in a much better way. The fact that the world works a certain way today is not the optimal way the world was supposed to meant to, was meant to be fun, to function in the first place. On the contrary, because of the sin, there was death introduced into the world. There was deterioration. There was negative things that were that that became part of the the system, the earth, the air that we breathe, the water, and so on and so forth. So forth. It changed the whole world the way we see it, the way it used to be. Originally, the way the world was, there was there was no need for a person to work the ground. It says before the sin, before the chet eitz hadas, before the sin of the tree of knowledge, it says that the earth gave out ready-made food, at least according to some, again, according to some interpretations, according to some opinions. But the earth gave out ready-made food, gluskois. So other magician, you know. Uh, Okay, the question is if he had to plow or not plow, but but the, the earth gave out something which was completely ready to eat. The fact that today's day and age, when something grows from the ground, there's a whole process that needs to be put into place in order to take these kernels of wheat and to make them edible. You have to grind them and sift them and knead them and cook, bake them, cook them, whatever it is. Before, the way it should be is that the f- food should be grown ready-made seemingly right if they wouldn't why should there be a need for a person to take something and to work it out until he's able to eat it and this was as a result of the chet eitzadas you know adam had to work the land and with the sweat of your face you will eat bread there's all this work that has to go in to be able to eat bread because of the sin because of the fact that the earth was cursed man was cursed things have changed the way it was originally meant to be, wouldn't be hard to eat bread. Bread should grow ready-made from the ground. Particularly, according to the deeper meaning, is that the fact that there is this whole process of taking bread, taking kernels that grow from the ground and making them ready to eat, represents the fact that there's psoilus. The, the, the food is not re- really ready to eat yet. You have person has to refine it and go through several stages in order to make it ready. In the future era, when the world will be fixed, when the world will revert to its initial state, its pure state, the way it was before the sin, there'll be no psoilus, there'll be no there'll be no need for to take you know to 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 have to rework the bread, rework the kernels into flour, into bread. Things will grow in the proper way, the way what they the way they were meant to be all along. Particularly according to the spiritual meaning, we know that the the whole process of working out of, of, of Zriya and Kharisha and Ktsira, of agriculture, sowing and plowing and, and cutting, and, and then there's sifting, the, 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 there's, you have to separate the, the bad from the good, the, the impurities that mix into the wheat, and then you have to grind it. And this all represents spiritually the avoid of Sabirudim, the avoid of taking some, the, the, the godly sparks that are revealed, that are embedded in creation and revealing them and polishing them. And taking golly, taking physicality as a whole, and polishing it, and refining it, and making it ready for spiritual uh, development, for 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 connection to the Abishta. So this whole avodas habirudim, this whole process of having to refine the world, which is reflected in the physical process of 
you know, taking kernels and developing them into, into flour and so on and so forth until you reach a point that you're able to eat it, stems from the fact that there was evil introduced in the world, which is why you have to refine the world. When the world was in its perfect state, there was nothing to refine. Things were already made, the godliness was apparent, the world was full, also in a physical sense, the world worked in its optimal, healthy way, and the food that came out from the ground was ready to eat. So the world is not really, we're not introducing something new into creation, we're just reverting to the way it was all along. So this is uh, also some places actually had an interesting twist that before the sin of the of the tree of knowledge, the kernels of wheat grew like a stalk. I'm sorry, they grew like a uh, like a tree. The stalk of wheat kernel we have today is is uh, it was, was an effect of the sin. Originally, it wasn't just a stalk; it was like a whole tree, a whole trunk of a tree, and that's the way it will be when Mashiach will come. According to some interpretations, the chet etzadas was that he ate a kernel. But okay. Um, this is not uh, so relevant to our discussion here. There's another interpretation, which is more of a, you know, so opens up a whole different discussion, but I'll just mention here briefly that we know the Pasuk says that in the future the power of the sun will be 343 times greater than the power of the sun the way it is today. Like it will be seven times, like, this, like the light of the seven days of creation. A whole thing. So um, the the uh, the there's obviously many interpretations what that itself means, but those commentaries that follow very literal interpretation of it that the sun will be greater. Yes, we're heading to, towards global warming in the ultimate sense, uh, for whatever that means. Separate discussion, but physically, those that interpret it, that will happen physically. So they say the heat of the sun will be so strong that it will bake out the kernels into bread. Like this is the whole process. You know, you have to take the kernels and grind them into flour and mix them with water and you knead a dough and bake it. But the heat of the sun will be so powerful that it will bake it out in, into a ready-made-to-eat bread. So that is another interesting interpretation. Now, this is one one aspect of it. The... Uh, there's obviously more to it. It's just, obviously, when we have a prediction that in the future there'll be ready-made bread to eat, it doesn't just mean a person won't have to work for whatever reflects. But obviously, there, there's first of all, the bread itself will be on a much greater level. And it also, there's a, a lesson, a hayroah, a, a, it shows, it reflects the type of avoidas Hashem, the type of divine service that will be relevant in the days of Mashiach. So the Gluskois, we know, we're all familiar with the fact that the Jewish people ate mon in the desert, right? The mon that they ate in the desert wasn't just that they had bread coming from heaven. It was more than that. It was that the bread that they ate was a really, a spiritual... Chassidus discusses it, and a lot of Rishonim discuss it, and those Rishonim that discuss Kabbalistic ideas and their commentaries, they all explain that the mon, or even the Gemara really, the mon discuss, the Gemara discusses the mon as a spiritual food spiritual food that became physical for the Jewish people to eat. That is why the mon, we know, had many characteristics that are not found in food today. The mon, people that ate the mon didn't have to go to the bathroom. It didn't have any psoilus. There was no waste. The eating of the mon, whatever person wanted it to taste like, was able to taste like. But most importantly, our sages tell us, only those people that ate the mon were the ones that received the teira. Teira was given to the generation that ate the mon. 
which means, besides the fact that it simply means that people that have no worries of a livelihood and able to dedicate their time to learn Torah, they're the ones that are able to receive and learn and you know really delve into Torah and properly understand it because they have no worries of earning a livelihood of put, putting bread on the table, as the expression goes. But what it also means is that the mon had a great godly revel was very spiritual, delicate food that when they ate it, it made them refined, it made them a keli, made them a vessel for the godly light that's in Torah. So it was those people that ate the mon that were really able to feel and be sensitive and digest and internalize and comprehend and connect to the spiritual godliness that's in Torah. So similarly in the, in the future, this is a topic which is discussed at length by Rabbeinu Bechaye and other, you know, another, another of the Rishonim, that similarly in the future there will be certain food items which we know there will be the meal of the Sheir Habod and the Levyos and the great fish and the great axe and the, there's the birds, the Sadai, which is discussed in many Midrashim and Gemaris and Kabbalah and what exactly it means as a whole discussion of itself, but a very big element of the discussion is explaining how these foods that will be eaten in the future are not just plain foods, these are food, foods that really are a, a, a physical manifestation, a, a, phys, a, a f- spiritual light coming down in a physical way. When the person will eat it, he will become spiritually in tune, spiritually sensitive, will become able to receive the spiritual divine wisdom of above. So similarly, these gluskois, these bread that will grow from the ground, doesn't just mean, you know, instead of <coughs> going to the bakery and buying bread or baking bread at home, you just pick it off the, from the street. It also means that the bread that you'll eat, since it's coming, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a higher level of bread when you eat it. Not only it will taste very good and so on and so forth, and it'll be very nourishing and all the great advantages of the future, but most importantly, it will help a person the open up his eyes, well, you know, just when a person eats physical food, Chassidist explains how through eating the food, you know, he's able to think better, understand better, because the food has really a high spiritual spark, as Chassidist explains at length, but when it comes to the to the spiritual, the bread of the future, this will be a sustenance that won't just sustain our bodies, but it will sustain our minds, it will sustain our hearts, that have a a a, a a ability to, you are what you eat, so when you're going to eat this bread, we'll open up our minds and our hearts to understand Torah. Now, there are a few interpretations of Chassidus regarding this teaching, just to mention a few. Chassidus says interesting thing. Chassidus says, we know, like I mentioned before, our avoida today is more or less we're dealing with evil. As Avedas Habirurim, we're refining evil. The Rebbe said that that is finished, but there's Avedas to bring Mashiach into the world. We still have to make it a reality. When Mashiach will come and Kedusha, all there will be is Kedusha, will be the Avedas of a person, will be the Avedas of a person, everything is holy and pure. The service of a person will just go from level to level, in holiness itself. Not to refine the world, but to go in holiness itself. The same thing is the fact that when we eat food today, we're elevating the food, right? We're refining the food. And the eating itself, is the, the whole digestive system represents the avoid of birurim also. The body sends out the waste and the good part of the food becomes something that strengthens a person's mind and heart to serve Hashem. And just in order to eat, there's impurities that has to be removed. Let's say in certain foods, you have to take off the peel, or even by grain, you have to take off the shell, and you have to take off the stalk and the, the outer shell. 
However, when Mashiach will come, the achila, the, the, the our interaction, eating physical physical bread, which represents, you know, having physical needs, won't be for the sake just of uh, refining physicality. On the contrary, it will be for the sake of reaching higher levels of holiness. So this is represented by the fact that the food that we're going to eat won't be something a person will have to work for. It will become ready-made. So what is he accomplishing by eating it? He's, he's, he's accomplishing this. He's, going to, he's, he's, he's elevating it even in a higher way. The achila, the future type of eating, will be to take physicality and, or to, to reach higher levels of godliness higher and higher. It won't be focused on refining and removing the impurities that's within, uh, that's within the, the, the food itself. There is a, um, another point which Chassidus discusses, which is, um, just to say it briefly, there are two interpretations how these bread will grow. Will it grow by itself? Will a person need to sow something in the ground? It will grow by itself. So some places is explained one way, some places is explained another way. But in many places in Chassidus it says that at least ultimately, the later period of Mashiach, this bread will grow alone. There won't be any need for the avoid of a person. Not, not only that the bread will be ready-made, but a person won't even have to sow or plow. It will just grow from the ground all by itself. What does this represent? This represents that in the future there will be a great revelation of light, such a great revelation that cannot come through the avoid of a person. Obviously, the future redemption is all as a result of our of our avoid now in the time of exile. But the levels that will be revealed will be in such a way that Will be, it will be a level that will be a revelation of, 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 of godly light which will be completely surpassed the void of a person. There's another point over here, a very powerful point, which is that the bread, the future bread, will come from the earth, not from the heaven. This represents the idea of dira betachtenims. The physical earth itself will give out these gluskois and kleimilat, this ready-made bread and food. This represents the ultimate elevation of the tachtain, the physicality, the earth itself will produce this this most uh, sublime bread. So this represents how the ultimate kavona, the ultimate intent, is the dira betachtainim, that it should be that the earth itself, the lowest level, will be the producer of all these great things. Hashem should help that we should merit to have the coming of Mashiach Teka from Yad Mamish. Plastic Take is produced by Tudal's Podcast Productions, producers of the Daily Boost, the Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.